Welcome to Talk to Me. I'm your host, Katie Ernst. And I'm your host, Max Ernst. Yeah, you didn't think I was just going to go for the normal straight introduction, did you? That was a pretty straight introduction. You you said the name of the show and your name. I know, that's what I'm saying. You didn't think I was going to oh, go oh, I see. for. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. What else would you have done? Well, I suggested I was going to do something better than that, but I couldn't come up with anything better than that, so I just went with it. Okay. Well then, welcome <laughs> to Talk to Me. Uh, we are here to, to talk to you. This week, well, last week, we did uh, a whole show on Amazon and Alexa's new announcements. So this week, we're going to do a whole show on Google. They are the Spotlight Provider of the Week, by week. Um, Spotlight Provider? That sounds like they're paying us money, which they're not, by the way. If they were, then we'd probably be more complimentary, but as it, go on. Yes, they're the, <laughs> they're the Spotlight something of the week i don't have anything to fill in there so we're just talking about them this week yes um they did have uh about two weeks ago now actually from the time that we are recording this so the last the uh, first week of april ish no first week of may I was gonna say, <laughs> they uh they had their big developer conference and so they made a lot of new announcements about the uh, google assistant so we're going to talk about some of those today okay let's do it Okay. Uh, The first thing is, and you probably have seen this in the news, um, this made actual news, um, the announcement of the Google Duplex, which the Google Duplex is basically an assistant that makes phone calls for you. Well, it's Google. It's a new capability that Google Assistant has. It's not like a separate. Yes. Yes. It's the name that they've given to this capability that the Google Assistant has. Um, And what this is, is that Google Duplex can uh, perform three functions for you. The first is that it can make hair appointments for you. (laughs) It can reserve uh, restaurants for you. And the other thing it can do is verify store hours for a retailer. No, which I thought that was interesting because they had this, you know, when they demoed it, which you can watch videos of this online and Max will link to them, I'm sure. But when when they demoed it, they had those three things that you could do, and then they basically later said to reporters or whatever, like, yeah, it literally only does, does those three things. So, like, you can literally only make hair appointments, ask for hours, and what was the third one? Uh, reservations at restaurants. Right. I mean, which reservations and knowing the hours is really, really useful, but it's just hair appointments is so specific. It's like you can't make any other type of appointment or whatever. It's just hair appointments. And this is – that's all you can do – like, in theory, it hasn't, like, launched yet at all anyway. And, um, which I'm not, like, downing it because, you know, it's a lot of, you know, when when this first was, like, shown, and you have to watch the video, it is incredibly impressive. The voice does not sound like Google Assistant. It sounds like a real person to the extent that, and we'll get into this, supposedly they actually used it to call a real, you know, business. And the woman on the other end of the line, I think it was a woman in every instance, that said, like, hello, you know, oh, and, like, whatever about the hair appointment or, you know, making the reservation. Um, They clearly did not know they were talking to a computer, which that has its own set of issues that we can discuss as well. But um, so the point is that the, the, the voice sounds completely natural. The way it talks sounds completely natural. It, it says like, um, at various points or gotcha or things where it does those like kind of speech ticks that we all take for granted as human beings, but that kind of let the other person know that you're still listening. It, it was really, really impressive. And if, if they had 
it set up to where it could actually do what it said it is going to be able to do even for those three domains it would be like oh my god we're in the future like how how have they been hiding this and that suddenly they have this massive capability i mean it's really 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 impressive yes it is it's super impressive i had the reaction of when because to step back a bit i actually didn't hear about the announcement of this uh product so to speak um this capability of google assistant um, until a few days after they'd actually announced it. So I started reading the blowback to it, actually. Me too. <laughs> so um, the, yes. So I started reading the blowback to it. And so my, everything I learned about it was sort of colored by that. And when I first, when we first started talking about what we want to talk about this week, I had all these things to complain about the Google duplex and sort of, that's not like really all that great. It only does three things. You can do all those things on the phone type of things. But it's actually incredibly impressive. It's if you really need to impressive. step back for a second and think about how impressive it actually is that it is able to do these things purportedly um, with actual individuals to the point that they don't know they're interacting with a computer. And that is a super impressive thing that, I mean, I mean, Alexa's not there yet. And in one of the examples, for instance, when you were calling to make a reservation, the woman who was the actual human being, she had heavily, heavily accented English to the extent that for a native English speaker, it was quite difficult to understand what she was saying. And the Google Assistant um, could, number one, understand the words that she was saying. And number two, she also answered the questions incorrectly a number of times. So, for instance, the person said, I'd like to, to make a reservation for four at seven. And she said, oh, you want a reservation at seven? And then the Google Assistant was like, um, no, I want it for four people, blah, blah, blah. Which, like I said, so the Google Assistant is saying, like, um, and things like this to have it sound completely natural. And it's able to react appropriately when the woman that it's talking to doesn't actually answer. Like, it was like two or three times the person didn't answer the questions correctly, you know? And, and it was yeah. able to pick up on that. And and if, if, if it can really do that and can do it with a voice that sounds that real, because it did not sound like a computer at all. All. I mean, you know, whatever you hear on your Google Assistant and your Alexa, it was nothing like that. It was like a regular person talking. So if that is a real thing that they could do where they could have their assistant, you know, so all you have to say to your Google Assistant or type on your phone is, I'd like to make a hair appointment between, you know, sometime between 10 and noon on Thursday, and then it can just call and make the reservation for you and then put it automatically in your calendar, that's a huge time saver, and that's a huge benefit. I mean, I I don't know how anyone watching those videos had to be blown away. I'm sure Amazon is crapping its pants because if if Amazon is not close to that and Google truly is close to that, that's amazing. And supposedly they're going to be coming out with this pretty soon. Yeah, they're say. supposed to be testing it this summer um, to be releasing it this summer as well for these three primary functionalities. And my thought, my initial thought, well, after being like, oh, wait, they do all this stuff, and then here, reading everyone complaining about it, which we'll get into, there are legitimate complaints about. And there's a reason why we keep saying, if it can do this. Right. Um, but so my initial thought was like, well, how often do I actually want to call somewhere to get the hours? I can go on the internet to do that. Or how, I have open table to make reservations or whatever. And then I was like, wait, take a step back. When you first got a smartphone, when the first smartphones first came out and the internet first came out, so to speak, the functionality was very limited, but it's sort of step-by-step -step process. It's like, yes, these are simple-ish 
things for them to accomplish. They're really very hard to accomplish, but they are simple in the grand scheme of things. And what you're talking about is building to... I just want to say it's it's very simple for a human being to accomplish these tasks. It's extraordinarily complicated to program a computer to be able to do it. Yes, and but they're the simple of the program things you can program a computer to do they're on the simple end of tasks right well so you gotta start right you have to start somewhere and so it's like you're talking about these are the building blocks to what eventually becomes you being able to have an actual virtual assistant of the kind that you see in movies like her or um star trek yeah. um, where someone can actually do something and that is something to consider and be very impressed by um especially as google starts to take over the world yeah, um, well. <laughs> um but yeah so the reason we keep saying, though, things about, like, if they can do this or other things sort of qualifying this is that there are legitimate concerns about the Google Duplex system, um, one of which is a legal concern, a uh, major legal concern, that is actually limiting its uh, release in general, and that is the issue of um, two-party, two, consent. two-party consent and whether or not you know what you're talking to is a computer well, those are two separate things. So, first of all, I had read – so Max, you know, put together some articles for us to read to prepare for this. And in the article from voicebot.ai that Max will link to in the show notes, it said when they reached out to Google, their plan was that if the person on the other end – the real person on the other end of the phone asked, are you a computer or are you a voice assistant, that then it would be honest and say yes. But otherwise – they wouldn't know. But I had read other things that said that they were planning on immediately telling everyone that it was a voice assistant because, and I don't know if that's because, like you said, Max, like I actually also started reading about it once there was already beginning to be some blowback. So I wonder if maybe they were already getting some blowback on that because people aren't going to necessarily like talking to robots and not knowing they're talking to robots. Yeah, no, the first articles I read were about whether or not Google was going to admit that people were talking to robots and how it made people feel very squishy about whether or not they were talking to a human or a robot. Um, so which... I think maybe they've, like, modified their stance because, like I said, the the article from voicebot.ai when this first came out said that Google was saying they weren't going to tell people unless they were explicitly yes. asked. Whereas I've definitely heard more recently that they are now saying, oh, no, they're going to have at the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, they, they have that announced that they're going to. Um, oh, they did announce they did, that. Yes. Okay, well, because then that completely abrogates or, you know, then the whole issue with two party consent or one party consent state goes away. And, and by that, I should say, what we mean by that is in some states, it is illegal to record a conversation unless both parties to the conversation know that it's being recorded. And for a voice assistant, there's always a recording happening because it has to record your voice in order to be able to respond back to you. It may not keep it for any amount of time, but it still has to record it for some amount of time. And so therefore, um, in a two-party consent state, if it doesn't notify you at the very beginning of the conversation um, that it is recording, then it would be breaking the law. And there are 12 such states. I know Pennsylvania is one because we live in Pennsylvania, and I personally have big plans to change it because I hate the law and it's terrible, but let's not get into that right now. Um, but I know also California is such yeah, state. Yeah, they, there's, um, there's actually a map of the states on uh, the article we'll link to. Um, a lot of major states with major cities are have have one party consent have two party consent rules. California, Illinois, Florida, Massachusetts, Maryland. So you're talking about large metropolitan areas are encompassed by this. Right. So that's a and huge so chunk of the population. If they weren't planning on notifying people at the beginning, 
then they would not be able to release this in those states. And that's where eventually, or sorry, initially, that's what this voicebot.ai story was saying. It's like, oh, they just weren't going to release it there because they don't want to tell people that it's an assistant. And I think they got so much blowback from that. They they changed their their position or the voicebot.ai story is wrong. I mean, it's one or the other. But, I mean, I just think it's – it. I, I don't know why, but there is just something incredibly creepy about the idea of someone calling you and your technology is so good that it can sound like a real person and it's not. Like, that is creepy. I do believe – I mean, if they don't announce it at the beginning, for, forget one-party consent, two-party consent. You know, that's crazy lawyer talk anyway. Congress is going to pass laws mandating it if they don't say it at the beginning of the conversation just because it creeps people out. Yeah, no, it would be very – It's it's sort of like, you know, well – you know when you're like interacting with a live chat thing when you're working with a computer versus when you're working with a human. Generally, um, some of them have gotten better, but they just sound ridiculous, just like when you call and you get an automated response system. But if you had a human that did that and then they hit something they don't understand because obviously computers are not human, it would be incredibly frustrating as a user to deal with that situation and then to find out that it's not a human that you well, thought was a human. Anytime you mess with people's expectations, it makes people extremely mad. But that's a really good point. I think because the demos were so impressive and you really do have to watch one of these demos to really get a feel, feel for it. But, you know, I'm assuming that like the thing that makes it creepy is the idea that you wouldn't know it's an assistant, but you're absolutely right. I'm sure there is going to be some significant number, you know, percentage, even if it's not a majority, but like some significant percentage of times where it just fails and like starts doing something weird. And so imagine you're, you think you're talking to a person and all of a sudden it starts acting like a robot. Like it would be, it would be incredibly anger inducing. Yeah. And it would make you very mad at just like, well, Google and all kinds of other like technology, which is never a good thing to be mad at technology. Um, now, although it's like just <laughs> everyone's general state of being these days. <laughs> yes. Um, the other thing about the Google duplex that came out, and this was from an article in uh, Axios, which is a political blog. I don't know why they had this. No, but... Axios does politics and tech. Oh. Those are their two main things. I I love <laughs> Axios. I get like I get like uh, phone alerts and but usually for more of the politics side and then I got one about like is Google lying to us and I was like whoa like well, my world then yes I want to know <laughs> <laughs> um so. but yeah you can explain what what the art the access article said so basically like I said you know in the video they showed a couple of demos and and the guy says and I watched it he like he emphasizes a couple of times when I say the guy it's like I don't know the guy from Google I'm sure he's important but I don't know his name the and guy in the video is the CEO Oh, that's the CEO. Because there were different videos with different people. But oh. that's the CEO. What's his name? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sundar. Yeah, Sundar. What, how do you pronounce his last name? Pishai? Yes. Okay, whatever. So, I guess, okay. So, it was the CEO. Anyway, he, um, he, he, he emphasized a couple of times, like, these are real phone calls with real people, um, which I assume, he, like, you would take that from... To me, not just that they're actual human beings, which, you know, you would think that they are, but that they're actual, like, that they actually had it call a real ha- hairdressing shop, and they actually had it call a, uh, what was the Real restaurant. A real a restaurant. real store to get the hours. Right. But as Axios noted, um, yeah, here's the quote from him, sorry, from the CEO. He says, what you're going to hear is the Google Assistant actually calling a real salon to schedule an appointment for you. Let's listen. And he, but he emphasized that a few times in the video, I noticed. Um, 
But then they noticed that it was extremely suspicious because when the when the hair salon picks up, a woman says, quote, hello, how can I help you? And when the restaurant picked up, a woman says, quote, hi, my, may I help you? And so they thought that was odd because normally when you call a business, when they pick up the phone, they say, you know, insert business name, so-and-so speaking, blah, 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 or whatever, or something like that. And so they they reached out to Google and asked them if they would give them, if Google would give them the names of the businesses that they had called and said that they would keep it, you know, confidential. They wouldn't tell anyone, but they just wanted to be able to call those businesses to confirm that this was actually a real um, conversation. And they also asked if there was any editing of the audio done, even just, you know, to clip off the beginning where the person said, hey, this is like such and such a restaurant or whatever. And and if there was any editing, how extensive was it? Was it just cutting that off or were there other parts of it changed as well? Google absolutely refused to answer any of these questions. Yeah, so, so... <laughs> that's highly suspicious. <laughs> yeah. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll update you if we get more information on this. But um, again, the reporting is that they're a little bit shady about whether or not these were really shady. like companies that like actual instances of this being used in the wild because as opposed you can't to say what quote, what you're going to hear is the Google assistant actually calling a real salon, blah, blah, blah. Like when you hear that, you're not thinking like, okay, it's a real salon, but we've set this up and it's all a script and we told them exactly what to say. You know what right. I mean? Like Which, Google is based in California and California is one of the two party consent, consent states. So it's point. possible that they did this somewhere else or they possible they cut out the part that's like you consent to this, whatever. Although one of the, but articles, again, why wouldn't you say that you did that? One of the articles that I read though, about the law aspect is the whole, the whole thing about that. That's confusing is, you know, if it's coming, if the call is coming from California, but going to another state, you know, which state's laws apply, there are all kinds of headaches with that too. So yeah, you would think to be on the safe side, they probably would have gotten the consent of the store. To yeah. begin with, But and and you know what? The thing about it that's so annoying is that's totally understandable. I don't understand why they wouldn't just say, like, yeah, we told them we were going to have this assistant call them because we needed to get their consent or whatever if, if it was legitimate. But the fact that they won't answer any questions about it suggests that this was totally scripted and fake. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, <laughs> and it's like, I feel like between the, the last couple of episodes and this episode – if you didn't know me, you'd think I am this huge conspiracy theorist, which I am honestly not. I'm one of those people that, like, makes fun of conspiracy theorists. Like, I generally think there's, like, a very, like, simple explanation for everything. But they are making it seem like there's a massive conspiracy. That's not that much. It's not a conspiracy if it's just Google. That's just one party. <laughs> well, so it's just. It's many people within Google yes, committing a conspiracy. Yes, but then the simplest explanation is the conspiracy in that Google just wants you to, like, want their product, which. Um, I actually thought that the entire rollout of this duplex thing was interesting in that they had to like walk back a number of things slash clarify a number of things that is atypical for a lot of Google releases. They either keep things in beta for like a century or <laughs> Gmail is still in beta. <laughs> or they, you know, everything's like very like clear what they're doing. Like this was they rolled this out. Everyone's like, wait, wait, do people ask about it? Like, what's the situation with these states? No, what, and whatever. Also and so then they step back. And then they're like, oh, wait, wait, no, we are going to have people identify themselves. Oh, wait, well, what about here? Well, how does this work? Like, there were a lot of things that were just, like, unanswered and just surprisingly so where they didn't have explanations for, like, it went several days before they gave an explanation about 
Well, he also said that they've been working on this for like 10 years or some, it was like eight years, some really long period of time. And it's like, you've been working on this for that amount of time. I mean, like if you're counting in just like the Google search engine part and you can use, you know, knowledge that you know about human beings from that as part of this, okay, fine. But it's like, you've been working on this for eight to 10 years and Amazon beat you for like a year and a half to even have a voice assistant. It just doesn't seem credible. And the type of technology that they have, I'm sorry, it's super, super advanced. If you could have a voice that sounds so human, why don't you have your assistant have that voice? Because this isn't even, you know, just the aspect of having it be able to respond in a natural conversational way in terms of someone says, oh, I want a hair appointment at seven. And then they say this, well, actually, well, whatever. But like it goes back and forth to where it remembers what you're talking about and it can understand context and things like that. But the actual voice sounds like a human being. It sounds like a recorded human being. It doesn't sound like, you know, a robot. So how is it that you suddenly are able to do this? I just, I don't buy it. (laughs) I, I honestly just don't buy it. Well, we'll find out soon enough because, again, they're supposed to roll it out this summer. Yeah, and it's like if it works. I mean, like I hope that what they showed us is true because that would be super useful. Yeah, be no. very, very useful. And it would be one of the few things where they have a leg up on Amazon because Absolutely. what we're going to get into next is their other announcements, which basically put them almost at the same place that Alexa currently is. Right. Um, cause they also announced, again, they had their developer conference. So they announced a whole bunch of new, um, features for Google assistant. Um, most of them are catch up things to what Amazon announced uh, a couple months ago, um, or had previously announced many months before that. Um, the first one is the, um, well, uh, it's the equivalent of Amazon Alexa follow-up mode. Right. I forgot what they're calling it now. Um, but basically they the call idea it continued is, conversations. There you go. The idea is that rather than having to say Alexa over and over again, or in this case, Hey Google over and over again, you know, once you say it the first time, you can keep talking without repeatedly saying that. Yeah. It stays term. awake to like, listen to what you're saying, which it said that's quote unquote coming soon, which, which Alexa already has it for Google. It's coming soon. But then the other thing they announced that they're going to have is, the compound it? requests? Yes, the compound requests, which is basically you, you, sorry, which is basically you saying, I want this and this or whatever. Yes, and it treats them as two different requests. It doesn't give you back necessarily the answer in the form you would expect it. Like if the example they gave was who was governor of California when Kevin Durant was drafted? And the response was this was the governor of California during this time period when this happened. Well, so, when, when Kevin Durant was drafted by this particular team. Like they told you the yes, two um, yeah. So it was like it it wasn't how you would necessarily expect it, but it did give you the information you wanted. Um, but that they said so. Like I said, the um, follow up mode, which is or whatever, Google conversation. Sorry, the thing that's like Amazon follow up mode. They said it's quote unquote coming soon. The other one they said is I forget the term they used, but I mean might as well have said coming eventually. Right. So it's like okay, that's great, and it's like the second one is more like. The first thing that we were just talking about. What yeah. Is, what, the, what is that called? The, the duplex. The duplex, you know. So it's like you're telling us that someday you will have the capacity to have right. the thing talk to you in a natural way. And that's great, but. It's very similar to uh, Amazon's, con- uh, I just forgot the word for it, um, context um, that they announced that they were rolling out this soon, which is that, you know, it, it picks information from. It takes additional information from you and knows what you're talking about. So if you say the governor, who was the governor when Kevin Durant was drafted, it sort of knows that it wants both of those pieces of information. 
Um, you know, we're both talking so fast today. We're going to have to like, slow it down, although we don't have to because, listeners, do you know that you can speed up or slow down the sound of your podcast? If you don't know that, then you are losing out on life because I listen to about 40 podcasts a week, and that's because I listen to them all at 2x speed, and everyone talks super fast, but it's amazing yes. because I get so much more information. So pro tip, listen to us at 1.5. Yes. <laughs> the pro tip, listen to us. And then at yeah, 1.5. At 1.5. Everyone else, listen to it at 2x. Um, yes. And then, so, okay. So those were, uh, Google also announced that they're going to allow monetization for their actions. Um, which is good. Which is good. Although it's a more limited type of monetization. monetization. Yeah, I wasn't that impressed by it. Um, I read the whole article. Again, this was also on voicebot.ai. And, um, like, you don't have to, but you, like almost have to have a like android app that you link to your action which an action again is just the term that google has for a um, voice application so it's like it's not like you can create a voice application and very easily charge there is a way that you can do it even if you don't have an app like a cell phone yes. app but it's very complicated and it's not as exciting as i feel like it should have been no um first of all it Again, it's a little unclear as to what exactly they're allowing you to monetize. It does seem that they allow you to monetize some sense of subscription-based service and the ability to buy goods. Um, so if you you have an action that sells products, you could, in theory, do that through your app, um, your voice app. Um, but I would just a, say for the consumer, which in theory this is our podcast is directed toward the consumer, I would say that I, I still think that Google is falling behind and Amazon will continue to have better voice applications because there is more monetization. Yeah, I was getting to that. I was getting to my thing about how, why this would be an issue. It, <laughs> um, that developing for Google is very different than Amazon. It's very le much less straightforward um, when you're talking about developing an action. And therefore, monetizing it is much more haphazard. And the way that a user gets good things to listen to slash interact with is by having developers be able to easily interact with it to develop for it. And therefore, it sort of pinches that. Like, it cuts off that. Uh, so are you saying it's just, I, I'm not understanding. Are you talking about the monetization still? Or are you basically just saying that it's harder to just upload skills to the i'm saying in general about google actions it's a much more opaque system it's less user-friendly than dealing with amazon CMAX but the monetization so he cares about these the things. monetization aspect is one where it's also it's a very opaque system that again is tied within tied seemingly to having actual android apps and therefore like, you can have independent ones but it's also unclear how that works and the more unclear something is for a developer, the less developers want to develop for it, the less good things you get as a listener. That's true. I will That's what that. I'm going for. Okay, got it. Um, I got there. Um, <laughs> which is then to go to our next point, which is they also announced news about um, making it easier to discover Google Actions. Oh, yeah. I didn't this I found it. to be strange. I didn't understand <laughs> it. I was so confused. Maybe you could... I. I actually read the article twice because, or that part of it, because I was like, I feel like I'm a smart person and I am not understanding. And I know about these, you know, things. Uh, and, and I don't know what it was saying because it seemed like all it was really saying was that you can now have a link that links directly to your skill. But Amazon, for Alexa, you can already have links to your skill in the skill store. 
But then they were trying to suggest that that's not what it is. It's not like a link to the description essentially and whatnot in the skill store. It's somehow like directly a link that somehow you could like click on your laptop, but then you could somehow then transfer that to your Google Home device. And then like the, the article, again, most of these are voicebot.ai uh, articles, um, was saying like, oh, so it like reduces friction, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it reduces friction. I have to click on some link on my laptop and then somehow interact with it. And then somehow that I transfer that, but, but it doesn't explain how to my Google Home. Like, I don't understand how any of this works. Yes, this is the, the issue I was talking about in terms of opaqueness of how the Google, the Google environment in general works. Um, so with a Google Action, there's actually a... Um, visual component that you can have to it so you can like bring up many skills or i think all skills are required to have the visual component where they basically will display to you what it would be read to you by your your google home on like if you have your phone or something it would display it to you so you could interact with it like text so like for our skill um select a story the entire thing is written out and displays to the users so they could interact with it like via Oh, like, so they could read it? See, I'm learning things about my own skill right now. (laughs) They could actually, like, read the whole story? Yes. So you have to upload all the text, even though it's, like, recorded in audio. No, it actually, the the text is translated from the SSML, just like, so the text is translated from the audio file, just like it would be otherwise. So it's like a text-to-speech kind of thing? Or speech-to-text, actually? Basically. Um, Or, no, that's not, I take that back. It plays the audio for you. And then you can type in your response. So you could use it as like a okay, text system. Okay, that makes, that makes a lot, lot more sense. sense. Thank you. I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> I was but like, you can, whoa, there's things Well, that you can have it. We have, um, so our scale has a, um, audio content. Um, someone actually reads the, or. It's professionally profession, narrated. Yeah, professionally narrated. That part is an audio file that would then be played to you. If it's Google Assistant talking to you, then it's Google. The words would be there because the words are up there in the cloud. That makes cloud. sense. Okay, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. I was like, whoa, you had to like no, upload no. all the text? Okay. I did not. <laughs> um, I'd upload the text for what Google Assistant says to you. But anyway, so so you can see it um, on like your phone and stuff if you want to interact with it. The issue I had and the issue I had with Google from the beginning is that it's it's nearly impossible to find anything on the Google store. Yeah. It's like much Google worse Home. than Amazon. Amazon's not great. <laughs> the only time you can find anything is they'll eventually, they'll do these promotions. Like they did it with stranger things. And they did it with another uh, sci-fi thing that came out not that long ago where there were stories associated with them. And so you could say to the uh, Google home, okay, Google play, um, which by the way if you like stranger things and you haven't tried and you have a google home and you haven't tried this stranger things it's not the greatest thing but it's kind of interesting you get to talk to the, the the nerdy character with the curly hair what, whatever his name is with the headphones i don't i, I don't know I, I watch stranger things so i should know this but max is like the person who remembers names in our family and since he didn't watch stranger things i'm looking at him for help and he's looking at me like i'm crazy because i am because anyway but that kid you, you get to talk to him and stuff so it's kind of cool the one that you know the little alien thing as his pet if you watch it you know what i'm talking about yes um <laughs> but yeah so it can be very difficult to find um things in the google home like things that are designed for the voice system in the google store um and much like again alexa provides you the, the amazon store you can find them just on amazon um so there aren't in a way there are links to it what this seemed to suggest was that there are links that you could then like just immediately like play. Yeah, which again though I could only yeah, 
so good. Does it make any sense with like a Google Home type of situation? Because it's like, will you send the link to yourself and what? You're well, not at home. That's what I'm saying. No, <laughs> that's my point. I don't get it. It's like, though, so you click on a link on your phone, your laptop, whatever, and then somehow you can then, you can play it then, you can use the assistant from your phone or your laptop, evidently. Right. But then you can somehow have it sent to your home device. I feel like if there was a demo of this maybe i would have understood it better but it, it sounded confusing to me it, it didn't sound any better than the current system no um which the current system again for google stuff is terrible so that was the primary announcements from uh google this past couple weeks um where they're trying to play catch up to amazon um one of the things we also want to talk about is there was a study done that um discussed or sort of compared the primary voice systems um so amazon apple google and cortana and sort of gave them scores as to see which ones were the best at the various you know what they deemed the key I, things that you would want from a voice assistant which and this were was from vocalize.ai it was a story in voicebot.ai but the i don't know the study analyst, was done by the study yeah. was done by vocalize.ai and basically they looked at isolated word recognition so like they would say random words to it but the same words to each of the assistants to see how well they could recognize oh, sorry we're gonna say this no okay, cutting you off okay and um they'd so say it, was, it twice and they would say it twice yeah. was a, after twice was a failure yeah basically yeah they would say the same word to each of them twice and if it didn't understand them on either time then it would count it as a failure and um the second one was speak recognition threshold and for that, they looked at, I guess, how loud basically you needed to talk in order for it to understand you. And then there was the wake word threshold, which is the same idea, how loud you need to talk for it to understand you, except only for its wake word. Yes. And um, so for those, uh, Amazon was second for the first two. And Google was, wait, am I getting this right? No. Yes, you're getting it right. Amazon was second and Google was first. Yes. Right. But then for wake, wake word threshold, Google was dead last out of the four and Amazon was first. And so because of that, altogether, they said that Amazon was better, even though that Google was better for two out of the three. But the criticism that I had about it from the beginning is that, yeah, it's annoying if you know, Alexa or Google or whatever doesn't wake up when you want them to. But the the number one complaint that I hear, and you know, we don't have this on the thing, but I actually presented this last weekend at a conference about um, how these types of voice assistants and new technologies are useful for writers. And, you know, even when I'm giving this presentation, I start talking about Alexa as part of my my, my presentation one was like oh yeah until you you know are just talking to your husband in your bedroom and then she starts talking at you like people complain all the time about alexa talking to you when you haven't intended to wake her up yes because in fact another person then was talking to me and she said oh i kept talking to my husband's about the election last year and for some reason election made her think they were saying alexa and it kept waking her up and so to me it's like you can't say that Amazon is the best because Alexa wakes up the most easily because, in fact, that's the number one complaint I hear from people yes. is that she wakes up all the time. Yes, that's the number one complaint is you never know when she's going to start talking to you, which we have a Google Home actually in our bedroom. It has never once spoken to us when, when we, didn't we didn't want, want it to. to. Um, whereas 
Alexa talks to us all the time when we don't say anything to her. Right. And I have had instances where I am talking to Alexa and she doesn't hear me and she doesn't wake up. Whereas I, I've had that happen with Google, but I don't know that I feel like I have it more happen more often than I right. have it happen with Alexa. So, I mean, this test would seem to suggest that it should happen more often with Google. But my point is, is I think people can understand that if they're speaking quietly, they need to like raise their voice if they want to activate the voice assistant. Whereas I think it's more important that the voice assistant isn't giving you false positives and turning on when you're not intending to talk to her. Yeah. No, although, I, I fully agree with that. Although I do have to say, and I, I said this at the con- uh, conference, and I haven't seen any data to suggest this, but it's been my personal experience. I think Alexa has gotten a lot better. She used to turn on a lot more often when you weren't meaning to talk to her than she does now. It used to be if you would say her name in conversation near her, she would turn on every single time and start saying random stuff. Whereas just the other day, like we, like yesterday or whenever, you and I were talking in the kitchen about Alexa and we said her name in conversation a couple of times and she did not turn on. I feel like she's getting much smarter about that. Yes, and there are times you can see you can see like the blue light go and then she doesn't respond to you even though what you've said was similar to – either you said her name or something you said was similar to her. But she actually doesn't then respond to you because you weren't trying to talk to her. Because she recognizes that, that you're that wasn't not intended. really talking to her. Right. She's getting a lot better at that. I have to give her props for that. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I'm actually looking over your shoulder at the article for Vocalized AI <laughs> and just realized that um, – so the, the comparison – one of the other comparisons, again, they said Amazon won this contest um, by averaging out these things. But – um, so isolated word recognition. Google Home got a hundred percent on their test. Uh, oh, sorry, it was Apple got eighty percent. Sorry, I thought it was Amazon. Yeah, no, that's no, no, a no. lot less impressive. I oh, mean, well, I understand Apple getting bad. I was thinking that was Amazon. No, I'm but, gonna but, move but, on. Well, no. Well, let me just say this. So, <laughs> uh, so on the isolated word recognition, which is just her understanding the words that you're saying, or well, they're all her. Um, yeah, Google got a hundred. Amazon got ninety-seven point two. So that's also very good. Cortana got 91.7, and Apple got 80.5. And yes. that's all you need to know about why we complain so much about it wouldn't, Apple. <laughs> it wouldn't be one of our episodes without complaining about Apple. No, because she's so. terrible. Yeah. Like, I've tried to ask her to multiply numbers for me, and she like is like, can't do it. I mean, she can eventually, but no, she's terrible. Siri yeah. is awful. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay. But yeah, no, um, one of the things we had a couple more lighthearted things to talk about. Um, one of which is about um, Google versus Amazon um, because we've talked a lot about how Amazon is so far ahead, but Google is truly, I would say much farther ahead in terms of sounding like a human and oh, understanding yes. you. Yes. Um, Cause uh, well, Katie had this instance where she was asking both about the weather. Right. So I am from, my family is from Lancaster County, Pennsylvania and it is spelled just like Lancaster of any other state. Like there's Lancaster, California, and there's Lancaster, England. But in Pennsylvania, if you're from there, it is pronounced Lancaster. And so I asked Google Home, oh, what is – I was going to be going to Lancaster for this conference that I was just mentioning that I was speaking at about voice technology for writers. And so I said, what is the weather in Lancaster going to be? And Google Home said, oh, the weather in Lancaster is blah, blah, blah. Well, I noticed when – anybody says it correctly because even people from philadelphia 
it's like half of the people around here will screw up the pronunciation and we're only a hour hour and a half drive away you know whereas anyone else in the country they always mess it up so even when you live in lancaster sometimes if it's like a commercial produced by some national company they'll mispronounce the name so i was like oh my gosh max 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 google home can can like pronounce lancaster correctly so then i was like i wonder if am like i wonder if uh alexa can do it so then i i came out into the kitchen i said alexa you know what's the weather in lancaster tomorrow and she was like in lancaster blah 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 yeah so alexa is definitely not as good yeah no google is much more human sounding just in general yes and is much better at picking out nuances of language and as they said like for the the duplex they made it so that she even says like um and ha and things like that yeah markers of regular speech it really does like i i I'm more accustomed to Alexa and I have more of a a relationship with her, which we can talk about this on another episode. And I think part of it is the name and you feel like you build up a relationship with her. Whereas Google assistant is so like just a disembodied, like Google. Um, But Google assistant really is better in many ways in terms of feeling realistic. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, The last thing we want to talk about was news out of Florida florida man it actually does not involve someone a man in florida man no one's on drugs yes it does not we're aware of but it does involve strangeness um and you know florida um npr had Hold a on, report like, let me just say this it'll be real quick do you know why there are so many weird news stories out of florida yes you do because i've explained this to you before but now i'll explain it to you the listener um the reason that there are more weird like strange thing happens to man in florida or like you know this person was arrested and like they were like humping a tree or all the crap that you read about things in florida it's because florida has one of the most progressive um sunshine laws in the country where whenever there is a police report it has to immediately be posted online in other states if you want to get a police report you have to go out of your way to try to request it you have to you know go through privacy you know things or whatever in florida it's on the internet immediately and that's why you have the weirdest stories out of florida but anyway lazy reporters yes back to you max anyway so npr has a report out about uh in florida that there was a parrot that um learned alexa commands from its uh owner and decided to start terrorizing the members of the household because they had a smart home so they said things like, Alexa, turn off the lights. Alexa, turn on the lights. And it did this all day long. Which at some point, it's like, just first of all, don't have a smart home, I guess, than if you have a parrot. And second of all, like, you can change the wake word even with Alexa. Like, you can make it be computer. You can make, There's like four different words you can make the, the wake word be. It doesn't have to be Alexa. So it's like, change the wake word. Like, how smart is your freaking parrot? I say just give in to our future bird overlords. <laughs> Okay. You might as well just give up now. They've won. <laughs> anyway, so that is all for this. Uh... Well, no. I just oh, have wait. one more Sorry. thing to say. So we have mentioned before. Oh, yes. We've mentioned before that if you rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast, that we will put you in a drawing for a Google Echo. No. What am I saying? I'm saying a things Google now. Echo. A Google Echo. An Amazon, <laughs> an Amazon Echo. An Echo Dot. Yes. That's what I was actually trying to say, yes. an Echo Dot. And um, being an attorney, I should have, one, made sure I didn't inadvertently say um, Echo no, Show Echo show a few times, which yes. is not what I meant to say. It's an Echo Dot, definitely. And I also should have specified the time period in which this drawing would occur. I am now setting it for the next, in, uh, until the next episode. 
So a- after the next episode, when the next episode would come out, then I will do the drawing, or we will do the drawing uh, for this Echo Dot. It's a dot. And um, we have had some people uh, review the show. Um, not in this country, so I can't see the reviews, but I did see a lovely screenshot from Jenny, who, I don't know, I, I was about to say what her at on Twitter is, but, like, maybe she doesn't want me to say that. Or he, I mean, I assume Jenny is a girl, but I guess I don't know. But, anyway, I won't say the at. If, if you want me to say the at at some point in the next episode, Jenny, I appreciate your review. Let me know, and I will tell everyone about you. Um, but you, too, could be uh, entered in the drawing. entered in the drawing and talked about by me. In a really sideways way. Sideways in the sense of I don't know whether I should mention your, your ad or not. But Feel free to let us know in the email you send us. Yes, please do. And I really appreciate any feedback. And you know what? I have friends that will periodically tweet or message me and be like, I love your show, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, if you listen to my show, then you would know that you should be rating and reviewing it, people. Just saying. I agree. <laughs> so rate us, review us on... Uh... Well, again, Apple. See, or I didn't have a rant for the week. So now, that's my, or... now my rant is like, you know, alienating all of my real friends that listen to my show so that they hate me and, and never want to listen again. But that's my rant for the week. It's a good marketing strategy. Yes. <laughs> Apple-esque. Anyway, this has <laughs> yeah. been Talk To Me. I got it right again. Yes, you did. Very good. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Two bye weeks in a row. Two, yes, that's right. Anyway, uh, that's all uh, for the week. So He's Max. And she's Katie. And this is Talk To Me. Talk To Me. Me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Have a good bye week. <laughs>